five counties. One station. One big sports programme. Sports Beat Roundup. So we're delighted to be joined in studio by Dylan Moran. Dylan, first of all, uh, you got a little present coming in the studio this morning. You finally got your uh, February Beat Southeast Sports Star of the Month Award a year later. But, uh, you know, it just goes to show you that talk about this time last February and now this time this February, so much has changed. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, living in a different country is, is the biggest change. Um, delighted to come home and grab the award myself. I'm still not happy about missing the night out in Kilkenny. <laughs> I was in Liechtenstein watching y'all and I wasn't happy. But, um, yeah, look, I was busy in the gym at the time, you know, getting ready for last weekend and uh, we got the win. So happy days. Yeah, you beat, I'm um, trying to look up his name now, trying to remember exactly how to pronounce his name. Hafner, yeah. Ferenik Hafernau. Ferenik Hafner, yeah. Yes. Bit of a difficult one. Yeah. Um, how... I suppose first of all like it's been a tough as you, we were talking it's been a tough six months for you it's a tough year you've had fights called off you were over you said to me in Mexico yeah. um, tell us first of all a little bit about that yeah so things kind of started just all getting in my way last year after my defeat in America you know I, I was beaten in America I got a fight date in Mexico flew there the fight got cancelled then I had another fight day after that, that got cancelled and so on and so on. And then eventually it just started to look up for me. You know, I was in contract in America and I had went sparring in Germany and um, met PGP Boxing, who I'm signed with now. And um, we had a meeting while I was over there and in the end up, they ended up buying me out of the contract in America. I'm now living in Germany, signed. I'm fighting for these guys, two fights in. My last fight, obviously the weekend, we came thumbs up, won, and we've secured an IBF title shot on April the 4th in Germany again. Uh, I have to say, Dylan, um, there isn't a scratch on you. Uh, you're, no. you're in great league, <laughs> so it, probably, uh, it couldn't have gone much better for you, could it? Yeah, you know, look, I, I wasn't expecting that result at all. We were prepared for a tough um, eight rounds. You know, Frank Hafner has been in there with everyone. He's seen it all. And, um, yeah, we, we were expecting a tough eight rounds. We weren't expecting it to be over so early. But, um, you know, it was earned. That performance was earned. There was some training that had gone on the seven weeks previous. And, um, yeah, we're all delighted, you know, on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, I was just reading that, that piece you did uh, with the Irish boxing uh, before the fight. And, you know, you kind of said, I think you said the line, you have to accept that life isn't fair sometimes. Do you think that everything that's gone on previously, I mean, I know obviously now that you're a PGP, you're in a much better place generally, but it's just maybe giving you a bit more resolve as a boxer, do you think? Yeah, of course. You know, look, life isn't fair and I don't think it'll ever be fair. Things are great for me at the moment. They couldn't be better. Life is very, very good and it just keeps getting better. But the, the challenges are going to come again. You know, it isn't going to be smooth sailing all the way. Like I said, I'm in a, a, an amazing position, one that I never thought I'd get to. To be honest, fighting for the IBF title is a dream of mine. You know, if we're talking about Ireland, the only people that have offered is like Carl Frampton, Katie Taylor, John O'Carroll, and to be put, and now Dylan Moran's fighting for it, and to be put my name in that bracket is, is something crazy, you know, for me personally. And, you know, to be going on the road to the German champions back garden and taking them on, I'm very excited for it. You know, a lot of people have messaged me outright and said, you're crazy for taking the fight. I can see where they're coming from, but look, no risk, no reward. I'm excited and I'm very well up for it. Yeah, tell us a little bit about PGP. You're telling me this, this, the care you've gotten over there. You're obviously living, living in, and training in Liechtenstein. You said it's been a first class. 
Exactly, you know, um, exceed on my wildest dreams. You know, when you start off in professional boxing and you start where I started, you have to sell tickets and what have you, and you just dream of getting a contract where all them stresses are taken away. You know, and now I'm on a weekly wage to train. Everything is looked after for me, and you know, I get my my set money per fight. And I remember when I first started off, that seemed a million miles away. Mm. You know, but I just knuckled down. I stuck with it, and as we've said, I've had all the struggles and every challenge that could be thrown at me got thrown at me I stuck with it persevered and, and now I'm there I've got a three year contract in Germany and I'm very happy over there There seems to be a bit of a revolution now is it fair to say in Waterford when it comes to boxing like mm. a lot of really really talented men and women coming through the ranks um, from your own experience just with the clubs what, what do you put that down to? Um, I suppose there's been a lot of greats before us as well you know a lot of people to look up to a lot of people that set a great example and you know you just follow in footsteps um, there's a lot of great clubs in Waterford you know Saviour, St Paul's Dungarvan Tramore Boxing Club they're all working well together nowadays and the amateur scene is booming as well as the professional scene So I suppose PGP was a big step for you because I know you were living in America but to go to them you're Going over to Liechtenstein, you know they're they're not speaking English there. Yeah. Um, you you're telling me you're you're learning a little bit of German, and but how yeah. generally is the experience of living abroad? I suppose in a, in a culture that that isn't English speaking. Um, you know, since I'm only professional, I think three years, and it's been one hell of a ride. You know, from um, I fought all over the world: America, Mexico, Austria, Germany, all over England. Um, my first contract being in America. Then I've been bought out of that. Now I'm living in Germany. I'm learning the German language. I'm living with a Cuban over in Liechtenstein. It's just been crazy, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm only three years in. And when you think about, like, I'm only 25 years of age. I'm relatively young in the sport. I've plenty of years left, and I'm just excited to see what's next for me. Yeah, even when you lay that out, living with a Cuban in Liechtenstein, I you mean, know, it's, it's, yeah. it's some journey for a Waterford man. But it just goes to show you, you say you now you're the happiest you've ever been. Ever, you know, everything has just fallen into place for me. This this next fight for me is 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 a dream come true, you know. Um, like beating Dennis Ilbe is 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 a big scalp to take. You know, going on the road to fight, people respect you for that in itself. You know, I'm I'm fully one hundred percent confident that I will beat Ilbe in his own back garden over twelve rounds. You know, I've never been more focused, and I just feel that the time is right. You know, when it was put to me in the office that day, I just knew, yeah, this is it. You know, there is no easier road. There was to no go. hesitation. No, in taking, you this know. is it. The time is right. I'm feeling good. My performance Saturday was the best I've had since I turned professional, and I'm ready to just build on that and. April the 4th I'll be there fit and ready Tell us uh, you say he's obviously the German champion you're going into his back garden aren't you really so is there how does that change things for you? Yeah well all the pressure is on him I suppose you know look he holds all the belts uh, he's a very well respected in the sport of boxing um, he's held all the titles from European to world titles and um yeah, he he's going to be the favourite in the fight, and I can see why. Um, me going to to his backyard and just puts the pressure on him. Mm. You know, I know I'll be prepared. I'll leave no stone unturned. I'll be twelve rounds fit, and whatever way he wants it on the night, he can have it. Um, just tell us as well, then I suppose uh, we're all backing you to to go and and, and beat him. What kind of doors would would that open for you if you were able to beat him? Um, when when we talked about that day, uh. This this plan, Ilbe, we couldn't speak about from the start, but he'd been the, the name on the table that day I walked into PGP. He said, look, at this, if you're living in this part of the world, Dennis Ilbe is the guy in your division. Right. He's the guy who holds all the bells. He'll, he's the guy we'll be gunning for. You know, and three fights later, it's signed, sealed, we've got a shot at him. Beating Dennis Ilbe puts me in the top 15 in the world and also puts a big price tag on me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, I'm fully focused. I'm one fight away from 
from just the world would be my eyes there if I beat this guy Absolutely it will really ca- catapult you into the stratosphere which I suppose you're here home for a week uh, it is great to have you in considering you're only home for a week uh, but thank you. Uh, our pleasure uh, you say seven weeks a week and then seven weeks so you're out of heart yeah, so I've just done seven weeks. My coach said, go home, relax, you know, just, just recover. Um, last week was a lot of stress and pressure to have on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over and done with now, and I'll take a week off. It's just good to be home and see everyone. The support I have back here, Kevin, is crazy. Absolutely crazy, you know, and very grateful for it. And to everyone that's listening, thank you. Um, uh, someone said to me the other day, you're the best support fighter in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I have been for a while. You know, I go, I'm bringing numbers to Germany. I'm bringing everywhere I fight, I'm bringing big numbers. And uh, for that, I can just be, be very grateful. And people have already booked flights for Rostock in Germany, uh, April the 4th. You know, so it's just about getting home, touching base with everyone that's been wishing me well. Um, I'll be saying my goodbyes again next week and back to work. Yeah, um, how do you feel about being home? Is it, I, It's always great to be home, isn't it? Not in beats it. I think it's only when you leave home, you realise how much of a good place it is and, and how much you you enjoy it back there. Yeah. Now, saying that, I'm home for a week. I'm sure come Sunday, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go back to Lichtenstein. <laughs> but that's life, that's human nature, that's just how it is. But for now, it's, it's great to be back here and I'm going to enjoy a couple of days of just relaxing. Yeah, and it just goes to show you, you were talking about how well PGP look after you, your coach, that he, you know, he understands not just the physical uh, recovery, but the mental recovery as well. As you say, you've been stressed, so to have... What, what's going to come into probably the, the biggest fight of your career um, to have that time at home that little bit of downtime is going to really stand to you exactly like he said to me Dylan go home recharge the batteries you know the last seven weeks we were pushed to limits do you know what I mean and uh, that's what I'm doing I'm home I, I maintain the fitness a couple of light runs nothing crazy you know and I know I know my body come Sunday or Monday I'll be looking forward to going back to Liechtenstein and good to go again so um we were talking to you last February. We gave you the award last February. Yeah. February 2021. What uh, in Dylan Moran's mind would be the ideal scenario? Um, ideally, ideally, I want to beat Dennis Ilbe on April the 4th. Yeah. I'd then love to defend it. And providing all is going good, also in my contract with PGP, is to eventually, it's just a matter of when, will I come home to Walford? You know, that's my dream. You know, and that's in the pipeline, it's in paper, it's in my contract. You know, PGP are delighted to come here, they're very excited about it. I have TV on board, signed and sealed. And like I said, it's just a matter, look, it's one fight at a time, I don't want to look too far yeah. ahead. But down the line, definitely the dream is a big homecoming here in Walford. Yeah, there's rumours already about a big fight coming to Walford pretty soon or a big fight night, so maybe you could have two in the space of 12 months would be massive hey, for the city it's great for the city Ring Kings made a ninth WIT arena last time was a massive success you know and I'm sure it'll just be just be as good this time around the very best to look to all the guys I'm away at the time hmm. um, but it'll be a great night for Waterford and then hopefully my own homecoming show you know it's great for the city Re- uh, sorry Dylan should I say um, congratulations huge congratulations um a massive win for yourself, a massive win for Waterford Boxing again, and uh, hopefully we'll see another one in uh, not the too, not too distant future. That's the plan, and <laughs> thank you very much for having me in today. First for the youths, tracking Wexford FC on Sports Beat Roundup. Having finished last year with just two wins from 27 and bottom of the on-field table, things can only get better for Wexford FC going into 2020. Keen to put last season behind them, manager Brian O'Sullivan has kept just four of the squad from last year with must change on the banks of the Slaney. A number of League of Ireland veterans have arrived to gel a young squad together. I spoke to two of those, Captain Dan Tobin, who's come from UCD, but first key midfielder Keen Kavanagh arriving in the off-season from Drada United. 
How have you found preseason generally? Um, I mean, you, you, you've racked up a fair amount of games. You've played uh, Bowes, let me see, Waterford, Bowes, Cork, Pats, Shells. Um, you've racked up a fair mileage. So how have you found it? Um, yeah, look, it's tough because mostly it's been it's Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Um, but it's good in a way. Like, obviously, like you have to do a run in preseason. Like, it's a given. Um, but a lot of lads probably rather play games to get the minutes in through that instead of doing running. Um, but it's been good, like we've looked good. Um, it's going to take, like we have a young squad, like we're going to be like have up and down results throughout the year. Um, but personally, myself, I'm enjoying it just to get back playing regular games. Like that was the aim for me this year. Um, but yeah, we've done well. I think we picked up some good results. Like the other day against Bowes, obviously that was a once-off. Um, I think they just punished us for mistakes. Like we we played similar to play we played against Pats and we drew nil all with that so I think they just caught us on an off day, but um, the signs in preseason were very positive I think personally. How have you found this new role for yourself? Because at Drad, as you say, game time wasn't necessarily always uh, as as much there because obviously they're pushing towards the top of the table. Um, but um, you're coming in now to a young group. You're almost expected to lead them. You're expected to lead by example. Um, how are you settling into that kind of? You're now a senior, senior, senior player in the dressing room. Yeah, it's weird. I was actually chatting to my dad about it last week. Like, obviously, I'm still only 23, but like, I've, I think this is my sixth or seventh season in the league. Um, and obviously, I just try help out younger lads as much as possible, whether it be a voice or whatever. Um, but it's been good. I've been enjoying it so far. Um, like, I try to bring that experience into games. Um, like I say, I came down here to try to get regular games because last year I didn't play as much as I would have liked it. And there's no point being somewhere if you're not going to play regular games. You're not going to show the best of yourself to anybody. Um, so I said I'd come down here and give it a go and so far it's gone well. Just you were saying about uh, yeah, like some of the young guys coming in and you've been in the league. Obviously, you probably... Does it take you back almost to your beginning in the league to see these lads coming in maybe? Well, like I say, I was, I was chatting to a few lads today and... Anyone that's sort of in the squad, it's like this, every player has a point to prove type of thing. Um, like there's a lot of hungry young players who want to go out and show people, yeah, Yo, you should have kept me on. Maybe I still should be there. I should be higher or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's strange. Like it's mad. It feels like it all started yesterday. Like it's, I think it's now yeah six six seven years like playing in the league because I would have made me, made me debut when I was seventeen. Like I'm twenty three now. <laughs> but like the games, they just go by like with the blink of an eye. Um, so it's mad, like the way it's just gone from literally nothing to gone playing so many games over the last couple of years. Like matches are probably the best thing to get you fit and ready to go for the season. So, like we've probably nearly had as many matches as training sessions at this stage. Um, and yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling match fit, um, and just looking forward to to starting the season. Now. Um, you were in a squad that obviously got up out of the first division you have a bit of experience doing that um these guys are obviously at a very low ebb considering how last season went i know a lot of new faces now but i suppose the first thing is just trying to get a bit of a positivity around the place yeah absolutely yeah like i think there's only maybe four or five from last year so it's a, com- a completely new group Um, it's kind of like a fresh start so i don't think we're dwelling on the past i think we're feeling confident going into this season Um, like Obviously, myself, Connor Crowley, we both won the first division back in 2018, so we have that experience. So hopefully, we can bring that into the squad. Is it good to have Connor there with you? Just kind of maybe some of the old gang probably makes settling a little bit easier. Yeah, exactly. Like I do a carpool with Connor and Charlie Smith. Um, I know them too from UCD. Then I also know Keen, Kavanagh, um, Kaleem, and a few of the other lads. So yeah, there's a lot of familiar faces around. 
like you're obviously captain here but you're still very young yourself um is that slightly like how do you feel about that role change the fact that you're at ucd i know it's a young squad generally in ucd as well but kind of coming in here now and taking charge of some really really young guys yeah yeah i know i'm only 22 turning 23 at the end of the month but i have about five or six years experience um like four or five years in the first division and also a year in the premier division so uh yeah, I'm relishing the role as as captain. Like, obviously, it's a new experience for me in senior football. But uh, yeah, it's a young group and and a good group of lads. So hopefully, I can help them learn. And obviously, I'm still learning myself. I'm only young, so uh, I think the captaincy will will be a good thing for me. Um, you were at the launch day today. You're saying to me, um, and yet we still don't know what the fixtures are. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a strange situation, isn't it, then? Yeah, it's a bit of a mess, really. Like the league starts in two and a half weeks. I'm, we don't know if we'll be playing UCD first or Cove first, so uh, but like it's completely out of our hands. So all all we have to do is be fit and ready to go come the the twenty first, whoever we're playing. I think the way it makes the league look, the way it makes the fourth division look, it just makes it look like it's not being run properly. Like we don't know if it's a season of probably twenty fourth February. We don't know who we're playing. We don't know if it's home. We don't know if it's away. You know, obviously we want to prepare for that. Like we need to do our homework on the other teams, and if we don't know who we're playing. Like there's no way of preparing for that and the shield. I had a look at the fixture of the shield and just I didn't understand it whatsoever. I don't know where they came up with the idea. Um so I don't I don't know how it goes. Like I literally don't I don't know what's gonna happen with it to be honest. Like I think it should be well sorted at this stage, like obviously the media day today and teams aren't there and people still don't know who's gonna be in the league and stuff like it it does need to be sorted and like there's so many good people in the league, there's lots of volunteers putting lots of time in the clubs and stuff and they're all kind of left in the dark so I think the league does need to do a better job of just getting things sorted like at the end of the day everyone just wants to, to play their football so uh, yeah sooner we get it sorted the better. What's, do you have an ambition person this year? Do you set goals? Is that something you do? Well obviously just play every game that's first and foremost Um, like the defensive side of my game will probably be my stronger point so I think that's all good, but in terms of going forward, I'd probably like to add a few more assists to my game. Um, I think I only got one last season, and obviously in the Premier Division, like it was a tough year. But uh, yeah, I'd maybe be hoping for maybe five or so assists, and maybe pop up with a goal. I don't don't know if Ryan would be expecting that from me, but uh, yeah, you never know. But yeah, just kind of a bit more of an attacking contribution, I suppose. Following the Daisha Sports Beat Roundup. Tonight sees Waterford head to 2018 All-Ireland Champions Limerick looking to continue their perfect run in the Allianz Hurling League Division 1. The data are sitting pretty at the top of Division 1's Group A having beaten Cork at Neighbours um the data are sitting pretty at the top of Division 1's Group A, having beaten Neighbours Cork in the opener at Welsh Park. Michael Brickwaltz thinks Waterford manager Liam Calder has a talented squad at his helm. Speaking to Oisín Langan at the recent Electric Ireland Fitzgibbon Cup press event, the Waterford hurling legend is settling into life on the other side of the touchline. I want to talk to you about Waterford. Has it been strange not being part of pre-season? Is it strange to not be a Waterford hurler? Ah, yeah, look, you, you, you'd miss it all right, but, uh, you know, you have plenty I have plenty uh, to do at home, so there's no, no fear in terms of uh, free time or anything like that. But, uh, look, it's it's different to be looking on from the outside and, I suppose, not being part of the the setup and the players and the camaraderie that brings, you know, you, you, you'll miss that. And I suppose you don't you don't know what's happening on the inside either a little bit, so you're, you're wondering what the team is going to be and who's playing and who's going well, and you don't know. And I suppose that brings its own excitement, but I'm looking forward to being a supporter in 2020. Is that a strange one? Because 
people probably presume you still know everything that's going on and you're talking to the lads every day and you have a hotline is it do, do people kind of believe in you believe you when you say well actually i'm not sure what's going on i'm just i'm like you now i'm on the outside yeah, I, I don't I don't really know, but from my own point of view, you don't want to be, like, obviously, I was very friendly with the lads, but I suppose things change, and I'm with them as three or four days a week, and I don't want to be seen to be looking for news either, you know, you want to, you want to leave them because, uh, essentially, I'm an outsider now, and I was always trying to, when, when I was a player, trying to keep things in-house, so you don't want to be, um, I suppose, doing the opposite then, trying to get leaked information as such, even though, look, the, the days of that has gone to a degree, but from my own point of view, I just want to, I suppose, uh, support the lads and not to, not to put them in any awkward positions in terms of asking them any awkward questions. They've had a good start. How necessary was that, given, the, I suppose, the dark cloud that had been hovering above the team? Yeah, look, it, it, it was hugely important. And look, I know they've they've had a, a very good pre-season training and things like that, and they've been going well. And I suppose the Cork game was very encouraging. But look, it is only January, uh, that game, and uh, they've, they've um, bigger tests ahead. They, they got over Westmead, which would have been a tricky one going up there. There's nothing easy in any of those games, you know. And they've bigger tests ahead. But look, you're hoping, I suppose, they'll get on a run and, and winning breeds winning. So they have two, two from two now which is a nice way to be you prefer to have two one than, than, than Anton and they have the points on the board which is a fantastic start I appreciate you didn't get to see the game against Westmead but you did watch the game against Cork what impressed you what were the positive signs I'd have to say like the work rate and the uh, work ethic of, of the team was very pleasing and you know they, they showed a lot of pace as well you know Welsh Park is tricky this time of the year even though the pitch was in good condition for Welsh Park uh, but it, 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 it would have been like what was very pleasing, they were off to a very poor start and I suppose a lot of people weren't uh, very positive about uh, the Warford team going into that but they kept going and kept going and they never gave up and they, to be fair to them uh, while the scoreboard didn't show it they won it uh, like they won it reasonably well in the end you know obviously the goal in the last minute tightened it up a bit but I, I was very impressed with them but again I suppose it's tempered out with the fact that they it is January, you know, and they have a long ways to go, but it's pleasing at the start, you know, I'm sure Liam Cahill would be very happy with that. And he has an abundance of talent to work with, some of it is very young, maybe some of it's a bit raw, but there is talent there. Yeah, and in fairness, he seems to be giving fellas a, a, a go, like, you know what I mean, which is important, you, you need to, there's no point being there and in June, May, June, I'm wondering what, what kind of a, a panel I have or, or what, what way is this fella pick, picked or what fella way will this fella be when he's thrown into the heat of battle. So he, he can see that and uh, he's, he's making slight changes here and there as he goes, even for the Westmead game, he had a few changes, which is important. You need to do that and you, you need to see what's available to you. And look, as I said, it's very positive from the outset. Sports Beat Roundup on Beat 102-103. That's all for this week's Sports Beat Roundup. You can listen back in our SoundCloud at Beat102103. Now, Trish has the soundtrack to your Saturday night. She's up next with Beat Anthems.